When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Plus talk on the Blockbuster Mentality Network. So far, we've taken you on an intergalactic journey with our two favorite buddies, the Mandalorian and, of course, the ever-cute, the ever-powerful Baby Yoda as they're trying to make their way through the galaxy to a little bit of safety. Ben, you've got to be excited to talk about this finale the mandalorian we're here through episode eight and wow i'm a little bit sad to see this thing go i know man i can't believe it's already over just like that season one is in the books and yeah what a ride it was uh i can't believe yeah i can't believe we're we're already here i mean yeah it's 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 been eight weeks but it, it feels like it's been like i don't know four months or something but uh, but yeah man i'm excited to talk about this one and just be careful with that baby yoda stuff though it's uh, it's, it's called the child you okay. know it's not it isn't baby yoda all right <laughs> and uh ben of course joining us is the very talented and the ever insightful dan franco joining us for what is this the second or third episode i never can ever keep track i know you you do make your appearances here in a blockbuster mentality dan thank you so much for joining us for this mandalorian season one finale happy to be back i think this is my second for for uh, disney plus talk excellent yeah, way to keep track, Dave. Okay, I'm not the guy. I'm not the guy to rely on for keeping track of things. <laughs> but it does. It feels like it was just like last week. You know, it was it's episode two, and it feels like just a couple of days ago, and, and here we're done. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, we yeah we just uh, yeah we just talked about it, and, and we've had uh, uh, your. Um, what what you call it the uh, i have spoken line at the end of every episode <laughs> since and uh it makes me laugh every time <laughs> it was such a great tech well because what uh just to give a little bit of behind the scenes for everybody listening is uh we were we were kind of planning this a little bit you know we were ending that that show and i go dan give me your best nick nolte and if it's good i'll keep it and if it sucks it gets deleted and my goodness did you nail that thing <laughs> <laughs> well excellent. played <laughs> so let's get into this puppy and uh the one thing i want to say that i think we talked about in last episode is this kind of felt like uh, the structure of a really good two and a half hour film that they decided to parcel up and turn into a tv show throwing in a couple of uh what we call filler episodes although in, in retrospect considering we got eight weeks of content now i'm now i'd hope maybe another couple of filler episodes now that this thing is ending right <laughs> i know you know, I was I was listening. Uh, I, I was telling Dave before the show. I I got I got behind um, and wasn't caught up. So I, on the way home from from traveling for Christmas, I listened to like three of the of the episodes back to back to back, and um, and I, I was thinking about that because now having caught up, you know, as I was listening to you guys talking about the episodes after I was already on episode seven, it feels like it was sort of filler, but. To me, I felt like those were necessary because it really showed that no matter where he went in this galaxy, the net kept closing in on him. 
and and that that it was really pushing him back toward I'm going to have to deal with this no matter what I do no matter what what path I cross this thing is still following me and I can't I can't outrun it dare I say shades of Luke Skywalker in a sense right where you can't avoid Vader yeah yeah, right. that's that's true. Yeah, no, it's a, it's it's a good point. Yeah, looking back now, yes, I, I I I you know I didn't mind that they were filler when they you know I knew it was filler, but looking back on it, yes, it does it does add to everything. You know, it does it you know I echo everything Dan just said. Just it it uh, you know it those those episodes were necessary. Um, and they were fun, you know, they're fun episodes, you know, even if, you know, they didn't totally uh, tie into the whole actual story and plot. They were they were fun episodes. And like you said, Dave, I wish we had a couple more filler episodes to watch now <laughs> that it's over. Make it a standard 10 episode a season, man. Come yeah, on. there we go. <laughs> then we could complain about the filler episodes in between <laughs> and, and be happy about the <laughs> finale. Yeah. 10 45 minute episodes. Yes, I know. Yeah, I I think what well, was this uh, last episode? I think forty eight minutes. I mean, that's what it says, but credits are like five, five minutes long on this thing. Um, but um, yeah, yeah, but they're great to watch. I, love I know. The, I love the concept the, art and the closing credits. I, yeah, I love that touch that they put in there. The yeah, the concept art of what yeah what they uh, first you know thought everything was going to look like and stuff. I think that's really cool. Um, but uh, <laughs> but but yeah, this. Uh, um, this one uh it starts off where where the last one uh left off uh now dave did you i, I want to say in our last episode i don't know if you mentioned it you you thought quill might have still have been alive or i might have been talking to my brother and he thought he might have still have been alive i think what i said was i assumed he was dead but i have to say i kind of was holding holding out hope that he he might have been alive i, I certainly would have enjoyed it if he had just kind of woken up and you know we were just a little bit misled and he was he was still alive because it's it, and maybe this is a credit to the show is the fact that i cared about an ugnot you know? <laughs> right yeah it, it, I, I think that and that whole like you like you guys are talking about he, he made his, he he made peace with his past he he made his um amends for it and and so that it's always like what we joked like my friends and i would joke about with the walking dead careful when a character's plot arc seems to be completed because they're they're done <laughs> like when they when they give that backstory they're they're told yeah off. exactly and uh it felt like felt like that yeah. but um he was he was like this this nice base to the whole thing like this this really nice steady rhythm section behind the band you know like, like i felt like he he grounded the show and um but I know when we were talking about the rise of Skywalker, um, the, the, the weight of decisions and the weight of, of sacrifice and, and they didn't cheapen it by having him just pop back up with a, with a, a, a graze, you know, he, he, he sacrificed himself for baby Yoda or for baby child. <laughs> child. <laughs> yes. How dare you? Uh, no, I think that is a fantastic point, Dan. And that's, that's the consequence Right. I mean, you, he stuck his neck, he stuck his neck out and that's what he got, but he knew that going in and that just makes the sacrifice all that much better. Yeah. And as much as I liked the character, I'm, I'm glad that they, they went the route they did just because, yeah, it would have, it would have 
taken away that emotional toll from the last episode. And then, um, but I mean, we, we kind of go through this whole episode still really not knowing until we see him burying him at the end, um, you know, because there was still a chance he could have popped up, um, you know, th- that whole episode technically. Um, but he didn't. Um, <laughs> and then uh, we, we get into uh, the. Um, scout troopers on the speeder bikes um with uh we went we went from the weight of quill's death to like a stand-up yes (laughs) with jason sudeikis um and oh it's another comedic actor's name um uh i should have pally adam pally Pally, yes uh yeah the two of them i thought this was (laughs) yeah like you said the weight of quill's death and now we're now we're here with these uh (laughs) these this comedy uh routine i thought this was amazing this felt like that missing bit of star wars that we never got you know this is filling in our imagination this is just kind of two guys just they're taking a job and they don't want to die for this thing they're just i mean i'm wearing this uniform i'm kind of doing what i'm told and you know what's in the bag <laughs> oh geez he killed his own guy <laughs> <laughs> let's just wait a little bit you know yeah let's, let's be careful here <laughs> let's just stand back what is it it's a it's, i don't know it's a pet or something <laughs> yeah and uh but yeah don't want to cross him off gideon we don't want we want to bring him exactly when we're gonna bring him and yeah i right. just thought this was great and also the little bit of i don't know if you call this canon or not but the terrible shooting although yeah. well, they made it canon and that's what, okay so so people ring up rise of skywalker for fan service and they make the the the, the out of the box stormtrooper aim joke <laughs> yeah and that's the that's the second time in this series that i can count anyways i think bill burr makes a joke about uh, yeah uh, the bad shooting of a stormtrooper or something in the in that episode too so <laughs> although i do it's, wonder you know shooting one of those things now. doesn't seem that easy well, you know, if you if if you practice enough, I think, you know, and you're trained, I assume you're trained, you know, through the empire. It's just common knowledge to any Star Wars fan. They just they just can't shoot. It's a common knowledge to the galaxy. Um, <laughs> and that opening episode really, I think um and I butcher this guy's name every time, but Tika Tiki what 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 Tiki <laughs> Wahidi. Um, Taika Wahidi, I'm probably messing he it up too. Directed the episode, so that really had his thumbprint on it. It, it was very much uh, Thor and Banner, and uh, you know, it just had that that cadence of of you know, back and forth. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's. Uh, it, I loved. Yeah, this episode with him directing it. It. Uh, I thought. Yeah. It. it you could you like you said you could feel his uh his his touch on it i thought uh thought it was great even for just forget star wars this is a nice bit of dialogue i'd like to see in every tv show in other words this is just great writing you know this is this is what we all want to see and anything we we sit down and pull up and you get just some funny banter you know this is just great stuff yeah, absolutely, and yeah. he's he's killing it right now too. I mean, with this episode, he was the voice of IG uh, Eleven. Uh, I don't know if you guys have seen it yet, but Jojo Rabbit, he just directed and starred in. Um, that was fantastic. I'm waiting. That's one of the ones we're getting from from SAG. Okay. So hopefully, I'll have that. Yeah, soon. that was it's it's 
it's great. <laughs> um, I keep telling Dave to watch it. Um, but uh, but yeah, uh, Ta- Taika Waititi, he, he's he's fantastic. Uh, and speaking of which, we get IG Eleven coming in to to save Baby Yoda from punching uh, <laughs> punching Jason Sudeikis. Uh, you know, he's, uh, he's not gonna, he, he's there to protect. He kind of reminded me of, uh, Baymax in this episode. He's, uh, like the per- yeah. personal caregiver or whatever. Um, and, uh, yeah, yeah. IG 11 comes, comes in to save the day. Which uh, what'd you think of IG 11 in this episode, guys? I, I thought, I mean, just like you guys were talking in the first episode when he was just spinning and shooting and, and just ripping, just tearing stuff up. I mean, that he was... It, it was great to see that again. Although, if he's protecting the kid, why is he taking it back to the ship? Why did he go deeper into town? <laughs> go leave. Well, so yeah, I thought about that same thing. I was thinking the only explanation I could, you know, rationalize in my mind is that Queel somehow included in his programming that the Mando and uh, Cara Dune were were a okay for Baby Yoda. It would have been that's where he needs to his true caretakers, you know, besides just being a droid. Because otherwise, yeah, I mean, r- rationally, you just go leave. Well, yeah. Right. It, it, it wasn't in his programming to, to go leave. It was, you know, in his programming to go to go save the Mandalorian. To go run into uh, danger. And, <laughs> yep. Uh, Baby Yoda yeah, on his chest. And he's going to do yeah. a little spin move. It's so great. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. Yeah, I love when he gets in there and, yeah, just starts just destroying all the stormtroopers there and <laughs> they don't know what the hell to do um yeah great 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 moment um and then yeah we still have mandalorian still stuck in the the little hideout that the client was in um cara dunes in there grief carga and then you got uh i just I, i'm always gonna call him gus fring yeah uh <laughs> moff gideon played by giancarlo esposito still talking to them still uh and then giving his uh villain plots of what he's gonna do and i'll give you till sundown till <laughs> to you know change your mind but we get a lot of uh exposition while he's talking we get a lot of this guy knows a lot of stuff about everyone in this room he knows about uh yeah mandalorian he knows his name din Djarin, which we finally find out in this episode yeah he knows about cara dune's past he knows about grief grief carga carl weathers apollo creed whatever you want to call him i like how he was um, just slamming shots <laughs> yes <laughs> screw this well, yeah why not you know it's like could be my last seconds on earth you know <laughs> Um, but, uh, but yeah, I thought that was, you know, before he gave him the thing about the sun when, you know, he gives them till the sun goes down, uh, you know, we get, we get information through that little monologue or speech, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. And I thought this was really well done, really well played and legit villain here. It's not just, as you said, it, it's, I guess it's Ben is a classic villain speech, but I didn't mind any of it. It was really cool how he made it about the gun that got set up. He said, you might have noticed, and they started going through how a similar gun has, has touched each one of their lives. And, and that was pretty that – took, that took a like, next-level um, villain monologue. Yeah, so basically – so they're trying to find a way out, um, and then they, they, he says there's, like, tunnels, and they try to blast through uh, 
this little grate or whatever to get through the tunnel. Uh, that's no go. And he's, you know, definitely hears their desperation. I think that happens before his little speech or whatever. Um, but, right. uh, but yeah, that's when, um, uh, Carl Weathers says something to Mandalorian about, I thought you were man, a uh, Mandalorian. He said, Mandalorian's not a race. It's a creed. Uh, so basically, you know, you don't have to be born. You don't have to be born a Mandalorian. You can become one. Um, Right. So I thought that was uh, again another nice touch to the to the story to the plot and everything like that. I thought that was cool. Yeah, a bit of a teaching moment of because we kind of had these questions ourselves. I think I'm sure we addressed them in past episodes. Which is what the heck is a Mandalorian? You know, what does this mean? Do I just put on a helmet and and then what? And it's it's something. It's yeah, like as you said, it's not not that I'm born on this planet. I suppose you could be born on Mandalore and not be a Mandalorian, or you could, you know, not be born on Mandalore and be a Mandalorian. And that's, it's something separate and above just, um, you know, your genetics or, you know, who you were when you were born. It's something you, you adopt and it's a way of life. Yeah. And it's in, we get that whole backstory, you know, finally, you know, we've been shown like glimpses of it with him as a kid, the, uh, separatist army, the droid army, you know, coming in and destroying that village, killing his parents. Um, this this kind of reminds me of uh, Jack and Rose. How Jack could have fit on the door? Why couldn't they have fit in the uh, in the t- in the in the little uh, cubby with him? <laughs> Why couldn't his parents fit in there in there, in there with him? I'll never let go. I <laughs> yeah, it's essentially a, like a basement door that they yeah they could have just dove into as well. But. Yeah, <laughs> but you know that's uh you know just something I you know, you know like the siege of Mandalore that was sort of Clone Wars time frame right? Yeah, and I that think, they keep talking about. Yeah, and I think there's like a and there was supposed to be an episode on it, but I think there's they're gonna do that in the new season they're releasing on Disney Plus, so. That could even tie into to some of this uh, this lore we're getting in in Mandalorian, which I think would be awesome. So it seems like their culture is kind of wiped out on Mandalore, and we're a couple generations past that. So they're now, and then that kind of plays into this whole thing where it, it's a creed. They're they're adopting, they're kind of recruiting people in the foundlings into into the order and and staying alive through annexing people instead of just making making actual mandalorians yeah i i sort of imagine this as uh and uh, thinking of the armor and if you look at her helmet to me it reminds me of a spartan helmet and i started thinking you know maybe mandalore is sort of like a spartan you know a spartan ethos or something the way they were and say sparta gets destroyed we're like well Sparta's destroyed, so not, but we can still carry on the spirit of Sparta. Like just to piggy, completely piggyback on your point, Dan. That's just, this is the way of continuing, our, you know, our way of life through, you know, the foundlings. That's a that's a look. If you find a kid or find an innocent, it seems to mean something very, very, you know, intense and special to to take someone under your wing, you know, and then that's right. a clan of two. Yeah, a clan of two, Liala, as as uh, as they said, and he gets his jetpack uh, at that moment, which is a gr- which is great. Um, but uh, but yeah, I like I like that point, Dave. Yeah, it's uh, you know, it's 
it, it does mean something, you know, because man, you know, Mandalore is essentially gone. So yeah, but we can still we can still keep it going. Well, so when IG IG Eleven shows up and and they they jump into the fight and try to you know he he jumps on the big gun and takes it out and uh, and uh, Giancarlo blows up the the generator which oh, wounds him badly. Yeah, because he's like I can either shoot you and it won't do anything, or I can blow up this thing that seems to be right at your feet and kill you. <laughs> Exactly. Well, I love when I love when Mandalorian first goes out there, shoots a, a stormtrooper right in the face, point blank range, and, and just starts, you know, just being badass Mandalorian, badass uh, uh, Din. Sorry, Din Jarin. We can now we can now call him. Let's uh, <laughs> let's talk a little on this the way everything looks and the action here. I thought this was just amazing, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, great cinematography, great uh yeah, just the way the action was filmed, everything was it's it's high quality Star Wars. I mean, it's <laughs> it's it's it, it it doesn't get much better than this. They've gone back and they're they're borrowing the palette of the old 60s and 70s westerns and and there's a lot of that influence there but with a more modern and more much more kinetic energy to it. I mean, it's it's um it, there's some chaos going on and it's fantastic. Yeah. so much fun to watch absolutely yeah i mean and it, it's it so stands up because I, I can imagine this failing badly you know i i can imagine seeing this go this is just pure cheese you know like something you see on the sci-fi channel and stuff like that that i've tried to watch or you know the, don't hate me too much the cw series is that i've a couple of those i've tried to you know get into and i'm like this is just cheesy beyond belief but this thing is great so yeah some of some of the star stargate like shows were <laughs> yeah. they just didn't have the budget and but but disney gave them the budget and they nailed it yeah and it's not just the cgi stuff it's the ability i think too is to get into those real practical effects which you know those aren't necessarily cheap either to set you know to to create a actual practical set set with you know, big explosions and stuff like that. Not easy, not cheap. So I don't know what the you know what the actual budget of this thing is though. Maybe they and some of the you know, this is the this is the finale. So it did seem like they stepped up the quality just a little bit. But um, yeah, I mean, I've got no complaints with any of this action. I want to say I saw something like one point five per episode or something like that. I I, I could be wrong. I, I it was yeah. I, I I'm trying to look it up right now actually. But yeah, I think yeah. it was around that. Um, but it's, uh, but yeah, I mean it's 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 amazing what they're what they're able to do. I, I mean it, it you kind of understand in a way that you know the episodes are shorter just because you know they're you know they gotta <laughs> yeah. They're going over uh, quality over quantity, it seems like, which is, you know, I I can appreciate that. And I was talking about this with someone the other day, and, and I think if you if you go through a, a Game of Thrones episode and you, with a stopwatch, time out the, the A storyline, whether it's Jon Snow that week or whether it's Daenerys that week, you probably come out at about 32 minutes for the A storyline and... 10 and 10 for the other B and C that they're exploring that week. So we're probably getting what we would get out of a Game of Thrones hour-long episode. We're just not cutting away to the B and the C storyline. We're just staying straight on him all the way through and, and, and 
staying on the on on the ball. Yeah, I think that's true. Though that, I guess that was one of my complaints, or I think on one of the episodes I said, you know, I'd like if there was something else developing. Maybe if we had seen, man, I don't know, just maybe you see him off Gideon wherever he is, off doing what he is. But true, I mean, like subplots. Yeah, but uh, I, the feet in in the tattooing desert. <laughs> that's got to be him, right? I I don't I don't know at this point. Somebody else? <laughs> Who could uh, it have been? I don't know. Well, I mean, what 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 would he have wanted with her? And why wouldn't they have let us know that it was him when he showed up? Like there there was no specific callback. Or, yeah, he or, wasn't right. wearing spurs, right? That we knew of. It's it's, right. it's for season two. Do you think we might be waiting for that that reveal? I I think so. Okay. Uh, if I if I were a, if I were a betting man, I think I would <laughs> lean I would lean towards. Uh, it not being Moff Gideon. Okay. Uh, but uh, r- real quick, speaking of budget, uh, they actually didn't have enough stormtroopers for this la- la- these last two episodes, so they had to enlist in the 501st Legion, um, which is a fan-based uh, organization, basically, uh, that make uh, <laughs> screen-accurate ac- replicas of Stormtrooper armor. Oh, you got to tell me those um, nerds weren't in love with this opportunity. Oh, my God, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They were, uh, <laughs> and I know, I know a couple people who are part of that. They're, they're, there's, you know, because different areas have different branches and legions or, or, or divisions of the, the legion. And uh, I know someone who... Um, is like the head of the Maryland Terrapin base or whatever it's called, and then they there you have to submit your your armor for review, and if it's not perfect, they they let you know, and you're not you're not approved to to come to their events in wow. subpar armor. So Man. they they they're probably they're probably more on it than some of the the you know the actual movie makers. Yeah, like <laughs> yeah. forget like. The art production, you know, set or whatever, you know, those people in charge of costume design, just go hire these guys, right? They're going to be more accurate than anybody else, most likely. They, they probably have to make it with pure best car metal, you know? That's... Well, that's what they did. J.J. Um, Abrams ended up hiring uh, two guys who built um, an R2-D2 for Comic-Con, and they built this perfect R2-D2, and he hired them to be the, the droid guys on Force Awakens back when they rebooted this thing. Oh, that is amazing. Man, I need to start going to Comic-Con and just, you know. <laughs> it does come to do Tampa. <laughs> That's true, but, you know, no no one comes to Tampa. Come on. Um, <laughs> You're going to get, like, uh, oh, maybe Greg Daniels or someone? Or, I'm trying to think. <laughs> no? Uh, you mean Anthony Daniels? I'm sorry. Yeah, who's Greg Daniels? Who am I talking about? <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> but we we can cut that out. Don't worry. <laughs> Anthony Daniels' nephew. Signed. Yeah, there you <laughs> go. Greg, Greg Daniels. Um, so then uh, they go back in the building. Um, as you said, you know, uh, Mandalorian gets injured. Uh, then they are going to burn them out. And then we get another scene where Baby Yoda uses the Force again. And he uses it uh, to stop fire. Uh, it's just I, there's no scene with Baby Yoda that I don't like, and it just it warms my heart every time I see him do anything, whether it's something powerful or just cute. Um, <laughs> uh, and this was a very uh, heroic moment. Uh, and yeah, it was uh, good stuff. What'd you think, Dave? Oh, great! And we're getting a continually building tension you know throughout this episode what the heck is gonna happen because 
I'm not really sure. You know, sometimes you watch these things and you're like, oh, just say this another way. I don't know that anyone's necessarily going to live in this episode because I don't know what they're planning on doing next. And considering what we what we talked about, about, uh, you know, what is a Mandalorian, maybe this, uh, you know, Din Djarin is maybe going to be gone and maybe another Mandalorian will show up or I hate this. You know, I think maybe the world will riot if Baby Yoda died. But, you know, yeah. we don't we don't necessarily know where this thing's going to go and what lies in the future here. So there's a legit worry about all these characters, I'd say. Yeah, that did uh, float in uh, my head a little bit when, you know, he was hurt and stuff. I was like, yeah, what if they do, like, replace him? What if he is a, another, you know, just another Mandalorian next season? Like, you know, it's not just always going to be the same character. I thought that would have been interesting. But ultimately, obviously, it's not uh, what happened. But Yeah, Dan, uh, what did you think about that? Did you think there was uh, all the characters were in peril or, or what? I Well, I mean, having Quill have died i i didn't think they were going to kill another main character i know that they hadn't um they hadn't announced until later in that weekend that that they were renewed for season two but i mean they they had 10 million million subscriptions in the first day so they were going to renew this for season two they were just holding on holding on to their chips and playing it close to the vest so i i didn't think that he or uh, maybe maybe Apollo um, was going to die again because that's kind of his thing. He dies in everything. Um, yeah, <laughs> I, I can see that. Show up and the, the predator walks back. In. <laughs> yeah. All right. So Dan wasn't fooled. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I I could see you know Nick Nolte not coming back, so that's why I'm not surprised Queel died, and I could see Carl Weathers not coming back. So yeah, I thought like maybe he wasn't going to make it, but. I I was proven wrong. I was proven wrong. Yeah, I was I was I was surprised. Uh, I, I I'm with you, Dave. I I did not know what was going to happen in this episode. Not necessarily, you know, people dying wise, but like just what how they were going to get out of it. How you know things were going to you know come about. Yeah. everything like that. Um, but, but I'm uh, surprised that we're. 20 minutes in and you haven't talked that his helmet came off i know i was i, I know i know his helmet finally came off well, time we finally over see, here. <laughs> it's like all right i'm just gonna say it uh yeah we finally see pedro pascal's face his glorious glorious face Take us through this moment, Dan. <laughs> well, you have to, you know, usually actors are very vain. And when you're on camera, we want to be seen in a, in a good light. And he just looked like hell. He's like all laying there, all <laughs> back in his neck and just jacked up. And I was like, right. All right, man. Way to go. It looked like he looked, you know, after the mountain had him, you know, he yeah, looks exactly. like looked like that just with eyeballs. Yeah, that was really, I want to say, interesting choice because you guys mentioned earlier, I think Dan did that the concept art in the in the credits and in the concept art, Mando is sort of sitting up, you know, his back to the wall and his face is exposed. And in this one, yeah, he looks he does. He's not in a flattering position. He looks like absolute right. dog shit. And this, you know, this was, I don't know, 30 seconds, maybe at most. That was it, man. And wow, I, I don't know. Yeah. If, so maybe that was a bold choice. I thought maybe it would have been, I'd say I kind of like the concept art better than what we saw on screen, but well, I might just be alone well, on that. My, my, my nine-year-old, after his helmet came off, he said, 
Uh, I thought he would look cooler. <laughs> <laughs> well, have you ever seen the the footage of uh, or the picture of of Boba Fett at Jabba's palace you know, without his mask on? Yes, he's, with the guy with the got, mustache. Like, the dad glasses, and the, yeah. the mustache. And he looks like he's got to go sell a car. He's going to go talk to the manager about getting you a better deal on that Buick. <laughs> uh, yes, I've seen that picture. It's it's oh it's. It's painful. So disappointing. It's... Well, I, I did consider this because during our debate, which is, you know, are, is the helmet going to come off? Which at some point I th- think we we're leaning maybe just not even do it at all. And then, of course, the, the the reveal that in many of the scenes, I don't know what the percentage is, is that Pedro Pascal was not even necessarily in the suit a lot of the times. He was just doing the voiceover. So, yeah, I don't I don't know. And the thing I suggested a few episodes back was by the, if they keep prolonging this to the point where we're, where we see him, we're just going to be like, eh, I'm going to be like Ben's son. So that's uh, maybe, <laughs> I don't know if that was the best choice. I really don't. Uh, but I it, mean, but I felt like the moment itself played true. Like he, he didn't want, he didn't want to break his creed. He didn't want to. And, and it was that moment where, he was almost giving credit to IG-11 as being a living thing. And IG-11 had to remind him, I, I'm a robot. I, you're, right, you're not yeah. <laughs> breaking the rules. That, that point, though, is is IG-11 a living thing? I mean, he doesn't have a heartbeat, but I don't know in this universe. Maybe he is a living thing. Maybe these, maybe it, is R2-D2 a living thing? I kind of think so. Yeah, I mean, these things, I, I think Queel says it, the, the episode we find out he rebuilt IG-11, that they, they learn and they grow and they, you know, they they form their own personality. So, I mean, I in a way, yes, I, I guess, yeah, they are, they are alive. But at the same time, they're, they're never going to break out of their prime directive and pass the programming. Right. He, he could not be captured. So, so that, you know, he needed them to say, the baby's safe with us and you're good so that he could go then revert to his prime original prime prime directive. And, and he will not read the Sith language. <laughs> he will not. Right. He will not do it is that. forbidden. I appreciate that the blurring of that line though, I, because he, it seemed like he was sort of saying it for his benefit and there was really no other reason for IG 11 to, to really do any of that that he did you know and it showed just a little bit of something more yeah i thought so well and it showed his you know obviously a little later on when he sacrifices himself yes he was programmed to do so but i i, I don't know it's it kind of felt like a k2so moment you know where you're like oh i don't want him to die you know it's it's you 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 and it's similar to what Din, din you know he didn't like droids this whole season and then finally he you know has a droid save his life and you know is kind of he's like watching this thing go that he doesn't want to go you know and and destroy himself but he he was programmed to do so he's gotta he's gotta save him um so i thought that was was a nice yeah that was was right out (laughs) yep but before that when he is talking to the armor she's uh you know telling we, we get a little bit more, uh, well, the characters get a little bit more understanding. They learn that, you know, uh, about the Jedi and, and uh, you know, the Force. And he, basically, he's got to bring Baby Yoda to his own kind. And I don't know if that means his own kind as in his own species or like... Yeah, what are they trying to say Other Jedi, here? like... <laughs> yeah. You know, I was, I was wondering that the whole episode, I thought, you know... Luke 
could Luke show up? Could they end up handing this kid over to, to Luke? Ooh. And this is part of the academy that Luke was building before Kyle oh, burned it down. Oh, man. You just blew my mind. <laughs> I would, love it. I mean, yeah, it's five years after Jedi. Luke hasn't, you know, Kylo hasn't, but, you know, gone bad yet. He's probably a little kid. He's probably a baby. Um, and, uh, yeah, no, I, that would be, oh, if they could pull that off, that would be amazing. <laughs> I mean, is that uh, the is that the end game that that we're we're gonna work through toward over a couple seasons? Oh wow, yeah, that would be fantastic if they could get Mark Hamill on board. Uh, something I want to bring up though on that is uh, a few episodes. I think it was the one with the with the Mudhorn and the Jawas, where uh, maybe that episode. I'm not sure, but it was something about Force users, and they were like, "I've heard of these things, but I don't know if they're true." And I'm I was a little suspicious of that comment by Queel, I believe it was. And then the armorer talks about these Jedi, and no one's heard of them. I don't know if I buy that necessarily. Uh, so I just want to bring that point up to you guys and what you think. Is is that plausible that they've never heard of a Jedi? I mean, we do know of this big center of the galaxy planet called Coruscant where the Jedi had a temple. And it seems like that would be a thing that would be known to most people, no? Well, the um, it was, I mean... Uh the emperor basically got rid of all Jedi history and like destroyed it all. He just hit delete. Um, <laughs> yes, mean, he, hit the, yeah, but, he hit the big delete button. But like we said, um, I think we talked about this the last time I was on. It was only thirty. You know, so you figure Order sixty six happens in what Revenge of the Sith, right? Yeah, right. So twenty years before A New Hope. So twenty years before A New Hope, and another let's say ten for for the. So we're we're. 35 30. years after Order 66. I mean... Yeah. yeah, but I know it happened 35 years ago. I mean, I know, like, like Ronald Reagan was president or something, right? I mean, how, right. how would I not know that? I think that was probably Clinton by that point. <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? I mean, it seems odd to me that I wouldn't have heard of this thing or there'd be no record of a Jedi. I mean, they were, they were there for how many hundreds of years doing stuff right. I, I don't know maybe i'm just i don't i don't actually i don't think i'm nitpicking i just i don't i find it unbelievable yeah i mean i i i get i i see where you're coming from there but i i do think from a story standpoint they are they do you know use the excuse that basically the empire destroyed all the jedi uh history but yes you're right logically that doesn't make sense of course people <laughs> would still remember and even tell their kids about it who weren't born during that time and stuff like that. So you're right. Logically, you're right. It doesn't make Unless sense. Unless <laughs> Din Djarin was like a street rat and he just never had never learned anything about the the galaxy at all and just never. But heard I mean, of it, he but... had to have known what was the the Clone Wars were going on <laughs> yeah. when the droid army came in, and uh, I guess the Clone Wars d didn't have to have been going on then. Because the Clone Wars didn't start just because the droid army was around. Um, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> so we're just going to move yeah. on. But it seems to be important. I guess that's my my contention isn't necessarily the point itself, but is it seems like they're trying to build a world in, in a world where nobody knew the Jedi exists. Yeah. And I find that a little hard to believe because it – but okay, but what does that mean for you know the next season? It's going to be a big shock if they ever find one, if they ever run into a Luke. They're not going to know – they never, right. they would have never heard of Luke Skywalker. I, I, I don't know. Or maybe they're just trying to build a universe that's so big that that the stories can't reach every corner, and and, and so you know you might have gone your entire life never encountering 
you know, a, a Jedi or or Darth Vader because he didn't come out to that that area. Ben and I kind of philosophized about Star Wars tech for a couple of minutes, and we maybe might do a show on this and what, what all this means. And we said, well, they, you know, they don't have an internet. You know, they don't have. They're very advanced, but they can't necessarily go. You know, look something up on Google. So yeah, maybe. Right. I mean, are you like a like a kid in Afghanistan, and you ask a kid in Afghanistan who's Ronald Reagan, and be like, oh, "What the hell are you talking about?" Right? Is it something sort of like that? Maybe, yeah. You know, tattooing might as well be Afghanistan or some place like that where just you don't get any touch with the civilized world, even though you can fire up a a plane or that can you know go to hyperspace. You don't necessarily know about the rest of the world that's just a crazy thought to me right it's a it's a huge galaxy <laughs> it's a huge galaxy and it, it makes more sense to me in the sequel trilogy that they don't know the force and so again i think we talked about this last time too but um you know it makes more sense that because it's even further from you know when when jedi are around and stuff but um, sorry to ask these but stupid anyway, questions yeah. but i can't help no. it <laughs> Yeah, you know, no, it's, it's it's just your it's just your nature, you know. It's all right. <laughs> this is the way. Yeah, this is the way. It has been. I have spoken. Um, How about the armorer? Speaking of, you know, she was the one that that dropped the the knowledge about the Jedi. But how about her sitting there throwing down with the with the armor tools? Oh, that was great. Yeah, she she held her own, man. Yeah, so they're they're trained in heavy hand to hand combat, which I thought was a great touch that we've learned along the way. Yeah, but it was quite interesting though that you, you got this huge pile of of Mandalorian armor, armor, like they all all got wiped out, you know, yeah. from the Empire, like coming into the town. It's uh, it's pretty great, but all you know, and that all of that was to save Din, you know, it was to it was was you know to save him who was trying to save this this child um, sort of that warrior so. sacrifice it to them it seemed sort of worth it you know but right the, the, you know when you look at it you're like wow i mean just for a, a a child you know they had i don't know how many there were i mean it looked like 30 40 something like that and you're like wow you know all this death but they seem to be like no this is this is our this is the way you know this is the code this is how we operate even if it means we all perish for this code i thought that was really interesting but it's also got to factor into his his decision making or his psyche because he made a decision and now the the his brothers in the the cove or coven or whatever it was called they're all dead um the the armorer may be dead for all he knows Quill is dead. IG-11 is dead. So his decision has, you know, just continues to have these ripples and 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 trickle down um, effect. Yeah, and I think that's why she's like, well, you can't quit now. Look what the hell happened. I mean, you're he's tied to you. You got to see this thing through after everybody's sacrificed for you. Yeah, I mean, this is serious. Yeah, this is like you said, Dan. I mean, this is serious consequence. You're not just going to leave him beside. You have to buck up and <laughs> see this thing all the way to the end. And what was the um, <clears throat> the thing she embroidered on him? Not embroidered, but you know the signet. Uh, I believe that was the yeah. mudhorn that Baby Yoda killed oh, that he yeah. wouldn't accept earlier because he. It, oh, that was the mudhorn. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, oh, that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, like a profile okay. view of the horn and the head. <laughs> but yeah, this this episode. I mean, with all the action, there's still so much depth. To t- you know, there's so much depth to this episode. There's so much you could really dive into and and try to you know explore and dissect and that's what i it just it just attributes to just how well this 
series is written and directed and you know created and everything like absolutely. that. absolutely i think maybe what we're our our ultimate fantasy or our ultimate want would to be get 10 of these episodes and then you're talking game of thrones and something you know emmy winning greatest show ever category you know we're right, not right. quite there yet but we do we see that peaking potential, I think, and maybe they made the right decision to maybe slow walk this thing and get a real solid story, you know, just a base and then to, you know, take a few episodes to do a few different things. So all in all, I'm, I am I love it. I'm a little disappointed <laughs> and I hate the fact that I'm going to have to wait until, you know, maybe September, October of next year to see another episode. But uh, this has been I'm just going to say that's this now. TV yeah, for yeah, you, that, man. That's TV. I'm just <laughs> this has been a smashing success, at least for me. Yeah, definitely. Um, I know a but, lot of people are upset that they're dropping them one a week. But, you know, like so just this past weekend, I I knocked through The Witcher in probably about 24 hours. I watched four and then the next night I watched four and it was done. And I honestly kind of don't remember the, the lines blur from episode to episode, especially with that show because the timelines are all funny, but the, like this, this show, like you have a week to kind of let it run around in your head, yeah. watch it again. And uh, so, yeah, yeah I that's... think it's um, a good idea for them. I, I like that. I agree. Yeah, binging is, uh, you know, yeah. Of course, you want to watch the next episode right away, but it's like I, there, there's definitely downsides to it. Yeah, because all the episodes just run together, and you know, it just kind of becomes a muddled mess in your head. <laughs> you know. Uh, so yeah, you're right. I, I, I think being able to digest on a episode, you know, which was made as one episode, as one story to this whole story um you know it's it, it, it's yeah it's just it's better to uh, again uh digest <laughs> dan do you have a mini review of the witcher which if you wouldn't mind giving that because that's something i'm sort of interested in but then i saw the critical review saying it was kind of eh. so uh, if you can maybe maybe sell me on it i, I would love that i i didn't think it was eh. i it it felt disjointed and about three to four episodes in, three episodes in, you kind of figure out finally why it feels disjointed. So I was at that tipping point of like, I don't know if I'm going to stay with this. And I even reached out to some friends and said, hey, I'm watching this thing and I'm not <laughs> sure. I think I'm liking it, but I'm not positive. They're like, stay with it. And and I'm glad I did. I loved it. I, I really enjoyed it. Um, although it's funny. we I saw, I saw a meme. It was... Uh, Daenerys Targaryen plus Superman, and I would add plus Batman's voice equals this character. Okay, yeah, he's got the, the blonde hair. He talks right. Yeah, he looks a little weird there. The blonde hair. I guess it's just fitting to the the character, uh, but he does doesn't seem to really look great on him. No, or did you get used to it, or is it? I don't know what. <laughs> I got used okay. to it, and and the I guess there's a video game. I, I was completely unfamiliar, just going in completely raw. But I guess there's a video game, and that's what the guy looks like. So yeah, okay, he, yeah, I did kind of stay. I was going to ask if you've played it because I've never played it, so I wouldn't wasn't sure if you know if you've played it if it was you'd appreciate it more. So obviously not. So that's good. So I guess, but I, I felt like I, it did a really good job of world building very quickly. Like like even the episodes that I was struggling with, 
I was getting the pieces of the world that they were laying out and where what aligns with what and where this is and who that is. And so I, I liked it a lot. Excellent. And uh, while we're digressing, Ben, if you don't mind, um, the <laughs> we talked, uh, or I don't know if we mentioned, yeah, well, I don't know, coming up soon for on Disney Plus, talk, or on Disney Plus is season seven, I believe, of The Clone Wars coming up in February. And uh, I'm beginning a strategic rewatch of The Clone Wars. And I started with really actually from the end uh, because the show is essentially in arcs. And I'm starting at the the Yoda arc uh, at the very end to kind of get me going on all of that. Uh, ben, are you planning to do something like that? And Dan, yeah. have you watched the, any, any of The Clone Wars? I, um, I'm definitely going to watch i don't know if i'll watch every single episode by the time the next season comes out but yes i'll be watching certain arcs uh here and there to to prepare myself um but but yeah i'm 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 with you there uh, potential review arcs maybe we pick a couple and maybe do a show on just to throw this out there ben yeah no i think so okay. i think that would be fun and, yeah. and dan have you seen any of the animated series i have um so we we that was kind of one of the first non-Disney shows that my son got into because uh, back when it was on Cartoon Network on Saturday mornings. And uh, we would watch that uh, pretty regularly. And uh, I, I kind of feel like I lost track somewhere in the last season because it was like, well, it felt like it didn't get renewed and then it did and then they rushed it. And I, we just, I, I missed, I think, the last season. I think the last yeah. season might just have been a Netflix thing, Ben. Maybe or yeah, I think it yeah. was. Yeah, uh, that's um, it. Yeah, yeah. So I didn't, I didn't see the last season when it hit Netflix. My son watched it, and he's been through the series like I think two times. And then when he heard that Disney Plus was bringing it back, he went back through again. So he's he's caught up. He can come on the show. Uh, okay, there you well, go. We'll have him on. If he has a microphone, he can talk to you on. <laughs> we'll have to get him a problem. when he's not when he's not breaking him. <laughs> Um, yeah, uh, but that's one. Um, uh, that Xbox life, man. You know, <laughs> so, you know, it's very infuriating. Uh, uh, Dave, I'm looking for season seven right now, and uh, I can't find any release date. I don't know. I hope we're right about February. I could have swore it was February. I saw that somewhere. Yeah, but... Yes. Oh, uh, yep. It is. Okay. The new season will be its final and is set to premiere in February 2020. Thanks, okay, man. We're, we're good. All right. Yeah, we're all holding, <laughs> making sure you could confirm that for all of us. <laughs> I hate you so much. Um, speaking of Clone Wars and to tie this show up, we would be remiss if we didn't mention the last scene of the episode. Uh, so they get out of the lava pit due to IG-11's uh, sacrifice. Not lava pit, lava river, whatever you want to call it. Uh, and then uh, Moff Gideon tries to fly away in a TIE fighter. Mandalorian uses his jetpack for the first time. Amazing. Uh gets to blow basically blow him up um little batman action or so or so we think yeah batman action uh awesome shots you say you knew when that charge went off when we didn't see a a fiery a fiery blow up we're like oh he's gonna survive because every normally when you know a character dies means fiery blow up and when you don't see that then they're probably gonna live (laughs) (laughs) that's right right. and unless they're not in the uh, carrier like chewbacca (laughs) wasn't in the carrier that you or uh uh, palpatine in the second death star (laughs) (laughs) Uh, except he did but that's neither here nor there no not at all (laughs) Uh, but, in so fact, yeah, he blew they, up twice, but okay. 
<laughs> well, <and that laughs> he is, crash landed yeah. on uh, the the desert floor. I, I saw a video. Um, I just sorry. I don't know where we're this. This, this is definitely a freewheeling episode. But uh, it just, the, the, I saw a YouTube video where it listed the the amount of things that uh, Palpatine would have to overcome. It was first the down the reactor shaft, then the explosion, and then surviving the vacuum of space, and then surviving the reentry into the atmosphere, and then surviving the crash out to the planet. It's like so. that, that's that's why I think it was a, his spirit that survived and not his his physical body. Oh, I agree. I wish they would have uh, detailed okay. a little bit more in the movie. So, but yeah. yeah, okay. Just wanted to make No, sure. no, I'm with okay. you. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Moff Gideon uh, crashes. They, you know, Mandalorian says goodbye. Uh, Cara Dune says she's going to stay back and, uh, you know, keep an eye on the place. Um, and uh, Apollo Creed's like, yo, <laughs> you can come back anytime. Um, and all that you get a nice little final shot with mandalorian and uh the child baby yoda um in the spaceship baby yoda's chewing on his little uh, mandalorian emblem necklace yeah because he said if you give that get, you know send them to anywhere in mandalorian say it's from you know din Djarin, and then they'll they'll know what to do and he's like you know what it's yours buddy i love that moment uh but uh so yeah they fly away you think it's over but nope we go to a crashed x-wing surrounded by jawas <laughs> sons of bitches until we hear a noise and then we see this object slicing through the tie fighter and out comes moff gideon with the dark saber from mandalore yeah dun 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 and it looked amazing in real like not real life but you know what i mean <laughs> yeah like, not cartoon <laughs> Right, yeah. No, I thought it looked awesome. It's uh I'm so glad they're introducing this cuz again it it goes to the lore of uh of Mandalore. Um, you know, it's it's part of that whole thing. It's part of the Clone Wars. It's uh it was even in Star Wars Rebels. Um, so yeah, it'll be uh interesting to see what uh where this Moff Gideon character will go. And speaking of which, uh as soon as he crashed too, I was like, "Really, Giancarlo Esposito is only going to be in an episode and a half of this of the series?" Uh, no but, fireball, you know, obviously. <laughs> yeah, no fire, no fireball. I should have known. I sh- I should have known. <laughs> um, but yeah, the the dark saber. What did you think of this moment? I Dave? thought it was brilliant. It was amazing, and I love the idea that there are these other. You know, we've seen this before, clearly, but there are these other weapons. That aren't lightsabers, but can maybe be as powerful as a lightsaber. That's really intriguing to me. And of course, we saw that in The Last Jedi. I remember reading this. The only Star Wars novel I read was called uh, Shatterpoint, which was based on Mace Windu. And he went to some planet and he was fighting people that basically could almost fight him to a stalemate using these, I don't know what they're called, Vibra shields or Vibra something. And it's just this you know, energy weapon, you know, and it makes you wonder, you know, what's so special per se about a lightsaber and maybe you get, I'd like to get into that lore about the crystals and all this stuff. But yeah, I mean, I just thought this thing was a glorious end. He stands up, he's got the sword, it's sort of black and just this glowing white sort of circuitry going around that, that, that just black outline. It is so cool. And wow, what is, we've only you know gotten to the tip of the iceberg about this guy and what is in store for next season which is you know mando's got to take this baby to 
what his people and as far as we know his people don't exist you know <laughs> we don't know that there's even a planet we don't even know that there's a name for this race you know what is it and my theory was that this race was birthed by the force but maybe not i don't know there's so many questions well it almost makes me feel like we're we introducing that sword we have to see a, a live action dark saber versus lightsaber fight so we've got to get a jedi somewhere oh yeah yeah Oh, man. Maybe there's a Jedi Mandalorian somewhere. Maybe. I mean, there used to be. That's where the dark saber originated from was a, a Jedi Mandalorian. So Sorry, we had our uh, top five Star Wars episodes or st- Star Wars stories we want to see, Ben. And one of my sort of I was beginning to say a retired Jedi. And you're like, no, that was Luke Skywalker. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. I suck. But maybe there's <laughs> maybe there's sort of a lost Jedi out there who's just retired, who kept the saber and who's just out, you know, drinking in a cantina in some god awful place who they end up on. And that, you know, he kind of finds something a motivation to do something you know and maybe that could be a intersection there i don't know yeah did, did we just write a movie we, we did we, we write so many movies i don't know why no one will call no. us <laughs> <laughs> um uh but yeah well we know dan uh, franco can moment. be the star we that's locked in yeah i mean yeah. we already have the, we already have the talent yeah. We just need uh, the distribution yeah. and the, you know, all that. Um, need the funds. Um, <laughs> uh, but it, it makes me think like. You guys get to play the two speeder. Oh, I would love it. Nothing would Ooh. please me more. All right. Yeah. That it's, I'm I, I'm down to be a fat stormtrooper. Well, could um, be like a podcast on a, like on an outpost somewhere, you know? Ooh, yeah. <laughs> there we go. Here's the latest from Maz Cantina. Um, uh, it makes me think, though, that Moff Gideon's some sort of collector, because uh, he's, you know, after Baby Yoda, obviously, and then he has the Darksaber. Like, is he a collector of these rare items we don't know his motivation no yeah i don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing but it's at least intriguing you know it's moving me towards something next and i think one of my one of my potential gripes uh for the last episode and going to this one was i really don't hope they leave us hanging and they didn't they sort of solved the problem and they gave us a direction for for the next thing and yeah, we don't know exactly who Moff Gideon. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna learn it in next season. That's what I, that's what right. I assume. Yeah, he's almost setting up to be more like the Red Skull, where yeah, you know, he Hydra was sort of with the Nazis, but had their very own distinct agenda. Yeah, doing yeah. their own thing. Maybe, yeah. I, because yeah. the Empire, uh, we talked about also in the last episode, is that uh, uh, the client's idea of the Empire, and it was. I don't want to say again. I don't want to say it was convincing, but at least I understood it. And it's curious to know because he's like, you know, you haven't seen you've seen chaos and war, whereas the Empire, there was at least, I don't know, we kept the lights on or something. That kind of an argument. And uh, and I love. Yeah, I did, too. I thought that was great. <laughs> I'd like to see more of that. Uh, but, you know, what's Moff Gideon? You know, what's his motivation? What's he trying to do? Is he trying to build something? Is he trying to restore something? Is he trying to do something maybe completely different than we've ever seen? I don't know. I mean, the possibilities are, are essentially endless at this point. But it's certainly to manipulate something with the child, right? And we don't know. that, And that's maybe a central point is we don't know really know what they want with this with this thing, with this creature, <laughs> this cute creature. We don't really know what uh, they're trying what, to do and- here. And whatever happened to that doctor from like the second episode that was like looking at Baby Yoda? And yeah, I think stuff. they heard my it, critique saying we've never seen anybody wear glasses in the Star Wars universe, and they're like, "Okay, yeah, that was a bad idea. We're just gonna get rid of him." <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, my bad. 
My Dan, bad. what are your thoughts on glasses uh, in the Star Wars universe? <laughs> I, I I didn't realize it. We'd never seen them until you brought it up. Uh, but then, I'm but sure then they're in the I background back to, somewhere. I, I come back to uh, original Boba Fett wore glasses. We just didn't see them. Oh, there you go. That's true. That yes. is true. Old old man, dad glasses. You know, just uh, just and uh, what makes that picture worse too is he's standing by two two of the ladies. <laughs> he just looks like a major creep, <laughs> even more so do, than, um, than he. This guy actually used to live in a friend of mine's neighborhood. Um, the uh, the guy that played Dax, John Morton, yeah, in, oh, in okay. Empire Strikes Back, yeah, I love yeah. Dax. He also does the the majority. Dax stayed on and did because he fit the suit. He was Boba Fett in in Bespin. Really. There was a prime. There's a primary Boba Fett, but then I guess there was also because of where they shot certain things, and and you know they just they needed somebody to be in the suit that when that guy either wasn't on set or wasn't available, and and the guy that played Dax, um, interesting, was, was him, and he was there like in the you know um, he's no good to me, Dad. No, it wasn't his voice, but it was it was him in the suit. Yeah, J- Jeremy Bullock. Sir- Bullock. There we go. That's that's who it was. Shame on both. I of never you would have thought that of off that. the top of I your know. heads. <laughs> uh, I, I have a question that no one will be able to answer. What's the thing off of the? Well, I guess Boba Fett's helmet, and then what we saw in that sort of flashback, that thingy, that that little antenna thingy off the helmet. Do we know if that serves a purpose? Anybody? <laughs> it's it's yeah. like a rangefinder, isn't it? Because that's they've got it on the the clone troopers' helmets, and sometimes those come down like as a as like a targeting oh yeah that, site, isn't it? oh that would make sense yeah so you can like oh that's cool it maybe maybe it could be something like a gun that comes off of uh bill burr's back and then it all like sort of works together right <laughs> i'd be like to see that the one thing that jumped out to me and this is mainly you know i just rewatched uh deadpool the other night and uh and gina was her last name carano carano yeah she was i felt like she was so bad in deadpool very stiff, very, very, you know, you could tell she was new to it. Right. Um, the acting thing. Yeah. And and it used to stand out to me because I knew nothing about her. I didn't know she was an MMA person. I was just like, wow, right. how did how did this person get this role? All the people that would have gone out for it. Um, and I mean, she was physically good for the role, but I just didn't think that her, her performance was it just like I said, it felt stiff. And she's great in this. Like, so she's come just leaps and bounds from from Deadpool with her performance in Mandalorian. Yeah, I think Cara Dune is one of my. I'm gonna say I think she's one of my favorite Star Wars, just in general, Star Wars characters ever. I think she is great. I think this is the perfect female warrior that you know everyone has been talking about that the Star Wars universe needs. It's not fake. It's believable. It's not being forced on anybody it is just so natural and uh you know the acting is getting better maybe she you know just keep it up it'll it'll you know it'll get better more convincing i think she is fantastic i think it was a great character such a great you know rugged individual to put into this environment yeah i can't say enough about Kara doing great point dan good stuff yeah i, I echo both of you Dave, can we end the show now? <laughs> it's up. It's up to Dan. Dan. Dan's the special <laughs> guest, and if Dan says we can end it, yeah. No. So what, are mean, we, uh, what are we going to watch go on Disney Plus? Yeah, that's now. a dilemma. <laughs> I'm. Uh, I'm still just on the Simpsons, man. I, I just. I've just been watching the Simpsons on it. Uh, but I mean, yeah. I mean, we'll have 
to go get through January, and then February again we'll have Clone Wars. Remember, I confirmed that earlier, Dave, that it is. Yeah, February. I mean, everyone was waiting on that. Um, so yeah. uh, we've been sort of talking around this for a little while. I guess we're just recording. Is you know what's next, and maybe we just uh, uh, we just say this. I don't know. We're talking about just maybe just folding disney plus talk or possibly star wars talk because we don't know into the blockbuster mentality uh sort of network or feed or whatever you want to call that yeah. and because you know look at we we watched the jeff goldblum thing and it was kind of like there's nothing really here to talk about we've got a lot of old movies that we're never going to watch uh we had the imagineering thing but there's not a whole much to go on there and they're really kind of slow walking this original content so uh, we'll keep you posted. Yeah, I could only get through about two episodes of uh, of Encore, and the people were just driving me a little, a little crazy, <laughs> a little too high school theater. Yeah, you're not feeling that. at this point in your life. Maybe that's not the best content for you. <laughs> well, that and like I said on on the other yeah. show, I, I did like four of those shows at dinner theater in two month blocks, and so that, I don't need, I don't want to hear anything from the Sound of Music ever again. You're done. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> yeah. It's enough already. Gives you nightmares. Sort yeah. <laughs> ben, it's it's enough already with this show. Dan, what do you think? Yeah. Yeah. I think we gotta go. <laughs> yeah. Let's get out of here. We'll probably uh, we'll probably fold like you said, fold Disney plus talk into Blockbuster mentality into that feed and yep. uh well, this was our first foray into actually doing a full season of television. Yeah, so that's I think, true. You know, we, we definitely reached a milestone. We're uh, we're, we're going to get the accolades. We've we oh yeah, really, you know, we we put blood, sweat, and tears into this. <laughs> <laughs> this is- actually, well, one thing I do want to say this though. One thing. Oh yeah, yeah. Of course, you have another thing. <laughs> <laughs> of course, he's going to keep the guy with no notes. Just won't shut up. Uh, but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the one thing I've noticed, it really is the last thing I'm saying, is that it does seem to be that all of the Blockbuster Mentality listeners, you guys want more content. We've kind of looked at the analytics, and the more shows we put out, the more you guys listen. So that's maybe the logic behind this. You know, if we can start doing some more television and just, you know, it seems like if we can, you know, Ben wants to do an episode a day. I'm not quite there. But, uh, you know, multiple multiple episodes per week to just keep pumping this thing back out. And uh, since you guys love us so much, we're happy to oblige. Yep. And uh, the guy the guy who was complaining about burnout two two months ago is is wanting to do <laughs> two two shows a week. But I love it. I love it so much. If Dan is available, we'd love to have you on as, as often as you're uh, as Any often time. as you're willing. This is the second week in a row, man. So this is yeah. this has yep. been good stuff. All right, just, uh, just don't let your kid break the mic anymore. Yeah, <laughs> I, was very, I was very upset, so I apologize to, to all your listeners for sounding like I'm. I'm making my. I, I'm like you the, the other week. Sound like I'm. Yeah, I'm yeah, I, the I death totally star. dropped the ball. <laughs> yes, yes. Stay, Stay on, on target. target. <laughs> all right, uh, Dan. Where can people find you on Twitter and at Dan Franco Franco with a K. There we go. Franco with the K. Dave. Yeah, you can always find me at Dave underscore Quist. And uh, 
just you know tweet at me and I'm, I'm gonna maybe start getting a little more active on twitter start poking oh actually that reminds me oh of <laughs> course you have one more thing to say okay. <laughs> I, <didn't... laughs> no, I could have swore you were gonna <laughs> oh christ i'm like a parody of my own creation oh this is terrible <laughs> no but no something i no really i did want to ask you guys this something <laughs> something i asked on twitter uh that i posed on twitter that got a little bit of action which is for you guys to answer what was better the finale of the Mandalorian, or, or the revenge, or I'm sorry, or the rise of Skywalker. Uh, uh, Mandalorian finale or the rise of Skywalker? Which was better? <sighs> I, I, I'm I'm going uh, rise of Skywalker just because it's two and a half hours long. It's oh, well, you can't just go by length. And, we're going oh, quality no, here. I was I was still talking. Thank you very <laughs> okay, much. That wasn't my only reason. Thank you very much. Um, but. I'm just, uh, I don't have to give an explanation. Rise of Skywalker, <laughs> short answer, boom. How about you, Dan? Okay. Yeah, I think I'm in the same spot. Okay. Well, that, that ruins my follow-up question, which was season one of Mandalorian versus the sequel trilogy. Well, it doesn't really ruin it. Um, I mean, <laughs> I don't, that's a tough one. What, what's, what, well, what was your answer to the first one, Dave? Uh, my answer is, I think I'd like the... I have to say, I think I kind of liked the Mandalorian. I felt more tension, emotion. I was literally on the edge of my seat for the finale of the Mandalorian, and while I definitely enjoyed the Rise of Skywalker, I think I felt more for uh, for this finale. So yeah. I, I, I'm tempted to, to go with the finale. So leading up on that, I was like, okay, well, so if you're going to say you like the finale more, let's you know kick this up. Let's go season one versus sequel trilogy. You know, a funny thing in, in watching, uh, I went back, I mentioned before the show that I went back and saw it again on IMAX and um, the, the Rise of Skywalker, not the, not the Mandalorian, which would be awesome in IMAX, just for the record. Yeah. Um, and in the first time through, I think it, I was sick. I was on cough medicine, but I was also just sort of <laughs> taking it in. And, and I don't think all the moments hit me that first time quite the way I thought they would. But the second time they did. The second time through, even though I knew they were coming, I knew the, the surprises, the, the, you know, Chewie's reaction to Leia and and the, the big moment with Ben and and those the emotional weight was there more the second time than it was the first, which kind of surprised me. Yeah, that's why I'm looking forward to seeing it again. Yeah, just to, yeah, just to get the see what feeling I get uh, this this next time around. Um, ben, if you're going to compare our lengths, uh, season one and sequel trilogy are probably pretty the same. So you can't, you know, that can't be your first. Uh, so season answer. one or the sequel trilogy? <laughs> yeah. Well, how would you do that? Now forget forget the hours. Uh, <laughs> sequel trilogy. <laughs> I, I loved Force Awakens yeah, so I, much but, that yeah. you know. Uh, you said you're you're in agreement. Yeah, I think I do. You're just saying that to make me happy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I assume no, I, I agree. I, I think there's more. There's more there. But uh, I, I really thought um, I really thought the finale was amazing. And um, yeah, I don't know. It's an interesting. It's, it's just a just a little you know exercise there to think about. You know, yeah. The way what the Mandalorian did, sort of with not very much fanfare, sort of a low budget. And uh, John Favreau, you know, let's see what he can pull off versus you know what J.J. Abrams did. Yeah, Ryan Johnson. Shit. Yeah, yeah. Give I him know. the whole. Give him everything. Just, just give him the whole thing. Yeah, and and make it a condition that George Lucas is a consultant. I think, I, I, mm. as we said, you know, Lucas <laughs> has got his problems. Just let him, let him be there. Put him in the sidecar and just let him throw things out. He might say something like, "Oh yeah, you're right. 
You know, you know he wanted it. he wanted in, in the third trilogy them to go inside and go microscopic like the, ah. the Incredible Journey and fight midichlorians inside of, of a dark Jedi. <laughs> so there, there's yes. Dan's opinion on that. <laughs> I, I think... Oh, Take your money thing in the world. and go go be angry in the corner and talk about how <laughs> your ideas were better and, and keep your money and uh, <laughs> thank you for pushing the ship on the way and we'll we, we'll take it from here. Oh, this is why we love Dan Franco. <laughs> <laughs> hey, he's honest, you know. Um, but uh, yeah, all right, folks, I'm no getting out of here. All right, yeah. see you, Dave. Well, normally I'm saying we'll catch you next time yeah. on the next episode, but we don't. So. I know. So what do we say now? I have spoken. <laughs> <laughs>